Hey, hey, friends. This is Jessie DeShane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today on the show, I have the wonderful Dorota Soto telling us her story. Dorota has been a nutrition and fitness coach for the last seven years. She's originally from Poland and has been living in New York City for almost 11 years. Dorota will get more into her story within the episode, but I was excited to bring her on the show to share her unique experience dealing with the pressure and stress we put on ourselves to look perfect. While fitness and nutrition are super important to her and her everyday job, she still believes in balance and taking care of yourself first. One quick reminder before we jump into the show today, make sure you subscribe to the Chronically Healing Podcast for more episodes. In 2020, this podcast is going to branch into talking about all kinds of healing and how you can continue along your journey of living your best life. To me, chronically healing signifies a journey that all human beings go through, of finding how to take better care of themselves while also living the life of their dreams. So stay tuned, subscribe, and let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today on the show, we have Dorota. Welcome, Dorota. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you today, and um, I've been following you on Instagram for a while, so I'm super excited to dive in. I actually found you via my friend Monica, who's also been on the show, so that's really cool. Um, Awesome. I love like the little community over on Instagram. It's so fun. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. So um, while I've already given you a brief little introduction in the intro, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, Sure. So my name is Dora Soro, and I'm a fitness and nutrition coach. Um, And my main goal is to help women fall back in love with their bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm located in New York City, so I work in person uh, with women right here, but I also have my coaching business online. So I work with women all over the world. Um, I am originally from Poland, uh, but I moved to New York City 10 years ago. Uh, I just met someone I fell in love and I left my family, my friends, everyone behind me. And I just decided to, you know, make the big move. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that was, um, now when I think about it, oh my God, it was so scary. I don't know <laughs> how I did it. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I moved here in 2009. I, three months later, I got married. So it was, everything was moving pretty fast. And at this point, actually in my life, my, um, I was working as a bartender behind the bar and I was really just partying a lot. I was drinking a lot and I was eating fast food and I gained a lot of weight when mm. I came here. Um, and for three years, I was just leading this lifestyle. I was very young. I was 22 when I moved here. And eventually I was just like, okay, I have to change something about it. And I can't live like that anymore. And I really became more interested in exercise and cooking and mm. all of all of it really sparked my passion for fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I decided to get certified as a personal trainer and nutrition coach. And at this point in my life, my husband at that time and me were t- going in totally different directions. And in 2013, we got divorced. Mm. Um, 
I still really didn't have friends here. My family was still living in Poland and I had no savings at all. I was like, oh my God, what I'm going to do right now? I was pretty much packing my bags and I'm like, well, I'm going to go back to Poland because there's nothing else I can do. Um, but I had one client, uh, my training client, who eventually became my friend. And she was just like, you know, I have a place where you can stay temporarily. So I rented a very small walk-in closet room in Queens. <laughs> That's how people live in New York City sometimes. <laughs> very small spaces. Um, and I stayed there for six months. And at this point in my life, I was so motivated. I'm like, I need to make this whole fitness my career. And mm. I was still working behind the bar, trying to pay for my little shoebox. And I was also working at the gym in the city to build my business. And all of this caused so much stress on my body. I lost a lot of weight because I wasn't eating. I was in an obsessive workout mode. I was literally working out two hours a day because that was the only thing that kept me going and kept me sane. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of health issues. I uh, developed amenorrhea, which is the absence of your period. I, it was just for six months, I was MS. It was really bad. And um, eventually I went to the doctor and they put me on the very high dosage of birth control pills because that was the only thing that supposedly can fix the problem. <laughs> and um, I was not a fun person to be around at that time. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. And um, I actually started dating my current husband at that point. And I laugh until today that I have no idea how he actually stuck with me during this time. <laughs> the hormones. Um, <laughs> the, the hormones. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I got out of the pill as soon as I, I could. I was like, I don't even want that in my life anymore. Yeah, eventually we got married. And, you know, I gained so much weight. Eventually, I became happy. I was in love and I gained way more weight than I wanted. And I've been really struggling since then to find my balance um i was going from very obsessive dieting into uh, working out again like crazy and then not even watching and looking what i'm eating um and i also had that vision in my head that since i'm a trainer and nutrition coach i mm. i should be better mm. right i am the person who should have this all figured out but it really wasn't as easy as you will think and um i really struggled with that and that really put even more stress on me yeah, so that's been going on for years, on and off. And in the end of 2018, I found out I was pregnant. Me and my husband were very excited about it. But um, unfortunately, when I was 20 weeks pregnant, we encountered complications and we lost the baby. Oh, no. And um, at that point, I was devastated. I was in some kind of self-destructive mode. And I was drinking way more than usual because I was like, well, now I can. So who yeah. Can I, yeah. I was eating way more and... Since I gained 10 pounds during my short pregnancy, I didn't lose any of it. I actually even gained more afterwards. So after two months, I was just like, I can't live like that. I was, I hated my body. I felt very disconnected from it. And it was just not a good place to be, mm -hmm. and pretty much. So um, eventually after two months, me and my husband together, we decided like, you know, we have to like change it and go back to our lives, be happy again. And, uh, and that was really a turning point for me. That's when I really realized firsthand that women go through so many different stages and experiences in their life. And, you know, I knew that in theory, but I didn't really, you know, realize it until I went through what I went. And um, that's why I am so motivated right now to help women to finally help them feel comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I always said that whatever you went through and whatever stops you from reaching your goals, I really want to help you to overcome that and 
find your own balance and how back in love with your body. Yeah. How, so how did you go about doing that for yourself? What did you do to like fall back in love with your body or take back kind of, I don't want to say control because I don't think we ever mm-hmm. have full control of our own bodies sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, like, definitely. but yeah, how did you, how did you fall back in love with yourself? What were some of the things that really helped you when you were going through that turning point? So I really was focusing on just doing and practicing small habits every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to not overuse one part of my journey. So like I always focus on my fitness, nutrition, on my mindset, and I didn't want to fall into that trap when I, again, work out uh, like an obsessive person because I knew already from the experience that that not necessarily is the best thing for you, right? Mm-hmm. So I was really trying to do small things every single day that they would just make me feel better. And mm-hmm. actually, to be honest with you, the one thing that I really pay attention to was more my mindset. I yeah. uh, started meditating. I've never meditated before. And that was something that really changed a lot. I uh, started uh, using gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. So now every morning and every evening, I spend three minutes to write in my gratitude journal. Every time when I caught myself into this, again, self-destructive thoughts, I would just like try to divert my attention and look at all of the still wonderful things that happen around me and try to be more thankful, which that helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I can't like, I, this is such a huge, a huge issue. It's so funny that we're talking about this today because just two days ago I was at my therapist and we actually got on the topic of like body and like societal Mm -hmm. pressure that women specifically go through. And my therapist is pregnant right now. And Mm -hmm. I was telling her because with, for me with Hashimoto's with, um, like hypothyroidism, my body, my weight has fluctuated so much. And sometimes I, that's why I said this before. Sometimes I truly don't have control or Mm -hmm. I'm so exhausted that the thought of like getting up and doing some squats is like impossible to me. Mm -hmm. And we got into this conversation about how even me, like, I feel like I'm in a really good mindset. Some days I just attack my body. And we were talking Mm -hmm. about where did these thoughts come from? And I mean, I have a few situations when I were young, when I was younger, where like women close to me said something about my body and that stuck with me, which is huge. But there's also just this pressure that women are Mm -hmm. supposed to look a certain way. They're supposed to snap back after they have a miscarriage or after they have a child or, Mm -hmm. you know, they have Hashimoto's and they gain 30 pounds and like, okay, but like this person with Hashimoto's dropped that weight. So why can't you? And Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. So I think some people, and even me, like it's a struggle, like what you're talking about. They're like, okay, mindset. How do I even change my mindset? But it truly is like these tiny little steps that you take every day. So when you're in that moment, looking in your mirror and you're like, none of my clothes fit, what's going on? Instead of being like picking my body apart, it's like, oh, how can I help my body? Because obviously it's going through some shit right now. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's got to be, I know from personal experience, it's difficult to go through, but that's got to be interesting, like coaching women um, through that, because I think that it can be so difficult. I have you experienced that it's, it's like kind of a, a big mind. I don't want to swear too much, but like a mind fuck. It's like, you know, yeah. it's hard to get through that. Absolutely. I, 
you know, for women, like what you said, very, very important thing that there are certain things that we think that we should certain way or we have to behave certain way. And women in general, we're such a caregivers, right? So mm-hmm. you want to take care of everyone around you and you kind of forget about yourself. And you yep. still think that you should look beautiful and like, sh- you know, shine every single day. And it doesn't work like this, mm. right? And um, and yes, all of us go through so many different things, you know, illnesses or, you know, everything else what's happening in your life, even when you're under high stress at work or mm. whatever else is coming, it's already going to, you know, influence how your body is going to perform or if you're going to lose that weight or you're not going to lose the weight or everything else. And it's very important to, you know, realize it that you know you don't have to look certain way right yeah whatever really works for you doesn't necessarily have to work for someone else mm-hmm. um yeah so it, it's really hard to especially when I'm talking to my clients I can tell them like oh well you should be kinder to yourself but it's like okay thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for the advice but how to do it it's it's really hard it's definitely really hard and it takes practice and mm-hmm. I always recommend that the most important thing you can do if you really want to change the way you perceive yourself, it's you have to commit to that self-love journey, Mm. right? Because if you're not going to commit, then nothing can be done. But if you commit to it and every single day, just try to something little towards Mm. feeling a little better, it will already make a huge difference. Yeah, I love that. And it also reminds me of like, a different story of, you know, I think it was like five years ago. I was in the best shape of my life. I, I did have hypothyroidism. Well, it was Hashimoto's, but they hadn't diagnosed it as the autoimmune version yet. Mm-hmm. And I was tiny. I was working out all the time. I looked great. I look back at my pictures of myself now and I'm like, why? <laughs> like, how did I look like that? But I remember even then at the time, I remember standing in the mirror and being mad that my body was bloated or being mad that my butt had cellulite or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I still hated my body, even when I had the perfect body. And I think mm-hmm. for me, one way that has helped like looking at fitness and nutrition, um, I needed to let it go. And I literally for like a year, I didn't work out. I didn't pay attention. I paid attention to what I ate as in like what made me feel bad, but I didn't Mm -hmm. count calories. I did gain weight. And, um, but at the time, because I was so focused, focused, focused only on weight and numbers and calories and, um, how much weight I could lift, it, it became too much. And Mm -hmm. it became to the point, like I said, where I had the quote unquote perfect body and I still Mm -hmm. didn't love myself because I I, it didn't matter. I could have looked like a supermodel and I still would have found something wrong with myself because I didn't internally love myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so huge. And I think when people can make the switch with diet and exercise, we're like, yes, you want to look, everybody want, like, it, there's a part of it that is vanity, right? You want to yeah. look a certain way and that's okay. That's, you shouldn't feel bad about that. But for me, when I, couldn't work out for over a year and I'm still, I still struggle with working out. Um, Mm -hmm. the reason that I want to get back into it is because I remember how it made me feel. And when I could switch that instead of like, how does it make me look versus 
it made me feel so strong. I would go in there every day and like, it was the only thing that would get me out of bed in the morning and Mm -hmm. I could lift so much weight. And I was so proud of myself every time I could lift just a little bit heavier or I could walk on the Stairmaster just a little bit longer. And I think then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to do this again. Uh And I think like that's such a hard mindset shift to make, but that is that self-love journey, right? I threw away diet and exercise because for me, it it was messing with me because I was doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. But like when you can really focus on that self-love side of things Mm -hmm. and like caring about yourself instead of putting your worth in how you look really. Yeah, definitely. You know, in the end of the day, exercise you know, it's a stress on your body. It can be yeah. good if it's used properly, right? But if you overuse it, it's going to actually not serve you. The same what happened to me in the past. I was working so much that it actually caused some health issues, right? So it's, you're totally right. It's really important to shift that mindset and just, you know, do it more for the way you feel, not the way you look, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to look gr- better with it, great. That's like a nice side effect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I also realized that, you know, we are, nobody judges us as much as we judge ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? And like, it's good to sometimes realize that, you know, you can be your own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the thoughts that even you're telling yourself, it can be very self-destructive, right? And nobody never will tell you stuff like that. I mean, nobody ever, like it can happen, obviously, but yeah, yeah, but we really can be mean to ourselves, (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I can be like, I am not a mean person at all, but the things that I have said to myself in my life are cruel. And I would Mm -hmm. never say that to someone else. And, and I think it's just interesting. Like I had to get to the point where like for, okay. So for example, I am very weird. I, I, and I love that about myself. I have always been like the, the girl, I mean, I grew up in a tiny town in Wisconsin where Mm -hmm. like very conservative and I was like, Ooh, like I'm an Aquarius. I like, I like crystals, (laughs) like all this stuff. And everybody's like, who is this girl? And I've always loved that about myself, but like, I didn't love the way that I looked and I got so focused on that when really I had to get to the point with that too, where like, nobody cares. Like literally nobody cares. And like, if they do care about how I look, then they're like, that's strange. That's on them. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I'm standing there and like my leggings are tighter, nobody cares. I care. And that, and, but I can care in a different way. Like I care Mm -hmm. because that is my body trying to show me something versus, Mm -hmm. or, or for me, like I have a lot of gut issues that I'm still working through. So like a lot of times it's, I'm bloated. It's not even my actual body. So, but one thing that's really helped me in the past, and I'm very lucky. My husband is a, um, he does personal training as well. So like he's been able to help me with that stuff in the past, but working with the coach like you is so helpful. And I would recommend especially people with chronic illness, because I think that you have to look at exercise and diet in an entirely different way. So how do you work with people that have chronic issues, chronic stress, even um, to kind of help them go through this journey as well? So in this situation, there is so many different moving parts that you have to look at what you just mentioned, right? So it's not only about like, okay, you have to come and make sure not to follow the program or you're going to eat whatever you decide you're going to eat. 
bad because your body goes through so many different stresses. Mm-hmm. Sometimes adding that extra stress in terms of like following a diet or getting some exercise might not be actually the best thing for you, right? Yeah. Um, so I really try to uh, approach this a little bit more holistically. So depending on how my client is feeling on a certain day, we just might instead of like working out, just spend the whole day stretching, I mean, whole mm-hmm. session stretching or Maybe we have to focus on other parts of your life to kind of help you to feeling better, mm-hmm. even like trying to improve your sleep, some stress management strategies, right? Mm-hmm. Because that, all of that stuff that people don't take into consideration that they have a huge impact on the mm-hmm. way how you feel and you look, yep. right? If you're not going to sleep, that's a lot of stress on your body. Like no matter how hard you're going to crash out the gym and, you know, eat super clean diet, that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. Right. And especially when you're going through the chronic illness, when your body is also fighting so many other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very important to, to think and look at the overall picture and all of the other parts that you can work on as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. And that's why like, I would recommend anyone who has a chronic illness, you know, tends to be some an anxious person or has mm-hmm. chronic stress issues or anything like that um i particularly who would recommend those people work with someone like you or someone who's a little bit more holistic um after like being with my husband who's in the personal training space he mm-hmm. understands it because i have a chronic illness and now he unfortunately does as well but mm-hmm. like watching some personal trainers you know, they're pushing people to their max. They're, you know, treating all of their clients like they're an athlete. And, and for some people, particularly in the beginning of their journey or just in general, like that's just not the way that you can work someone out. And I think Mm -hmm. working with someone who does look at it holistically, who understands what chronic illness, what invisible illness is, or even just someone who's willing to look into that. Like my husband knew nothing about it, but as soon as he knew that I had Hashimoto's, he was researching it. He was like, what does this mean? What is all this stuff? Like what could affect her differently when she's feeling a certain way? Should I actually work her out that way? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that like that is so important because I'm just picturing all these people in the beginning of the year here who are like going to like, I don't know, some random gym and signing up with the free trainer that comes along and then that trainer works them out super hard or puts them on a crazy diet and then like in two weeks they're back at the doctor because they feel like crap. And I think it's important to, when you're going to work with a coach, particularly if you have a chronic illness, to really look into that type of coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're definitely right. And um, not, there is no one plan that works for everyone right everybody is different so it's really important to you know like if you're working with someone to making sure that you know the whole story Mm -hmm. right how is your lifestyle how is everything else in your in your life right because you're gonna see the coach only I mean depends but probably max three times a week for an hour Mm -hmm. right and then what's going on outside of three hours and some people don't even see coach for that often right yeah it's really important to, you know, know what's really going on on the other hours and other times of the day. So if someone was, I'm trying to figure out how to word this correctly, but mm-hmm. like if someone was just getting started and they, um, 
you know, they wanted to get into working out into nutrition a little bit better, Mm -hmm. but they had no idea where to start. What do you have any like tips? I mean, it's kind of, I know it's kind of broad because like you just said, like everybody is different and Mm -hmm. like, you know, I can't eat gluten, but maybe someone else can or things like that. But are there any, and these could even be like mindset tips, like you were talking about any little tips Mm -hmm. that people can do to just get started and see Mm -hmm. how things go. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, like you said, it's very broad, right? Because everybody's again, different. Um, but if you've never worked out before and you mm-hmm. just want to start adding some activities, you don't have to start it five times a week mm-hmm. right away in the gym. Sometimes as simple as just going outside and going for a longer walk can yes. add to your well-being, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just even start adding more activities that way will already make some difference and you know build from that. So I always try to teach my clients, if you're going to pick the habit that you want to work on, Try to choose the habit that it's so easy that you might think like, oh my God, how that's going to even bring me closer to my goal. Mm-hmm. But you want to make sure that you're going to set yourself up for success. So mm-hmm. instead of saying, oh yeah, I'm going to hit the gym five times a week. What about if you just decided to, you know, walk for 20 minutes every day, like from work, for example, if you can, or after lunch, go for a walk around the park or something mm-hmm. like that and just build from it. Um, and the same, the same goes with nutrition. Right. Instead of like, oh, I'm going to cut out everything out of my diet. Mm-hmm. What about if, you know, you, you just try with something small, like, you know, I'm going to bring lunch with me to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, with the mindset the same. I recently started meditating and I love it, but I know it can be hard mm-hmm. right, for someone. So the same thing. What about if you just start with one minute a day, mm-hmm. literally when you wake up and just build from that something yeah. that, you know, you can success and you can feel that you actually accomplish something and you, it's going to motivate you to actually, you know, keep going. Yeah. I love that point that you made about meditation. It's like it meditation has totally changed my life. I, I go in and out of like, um, like cycles with it. Sometimes I'm not mm-hmm. like currently I'm not doing it as much as I used to, but I was talking to somebody the other day and she was like, I just can't sit still that long. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? (laughs) How long are you sitting? And she was like, well, I like, you know, I'm trying to do like these seven to 10 minute meditations. And I was like, I did two minute meditations for the Mm -hmm. almost first year of meditating because Mm -hmm. that was all that I could do at the time. And I was like, so proud of myself just for doing two minutes a day. And she was like, oh, I didn't like, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I'm like, yeah, some days, some days I just like sit on my couch with my dog and just take deep breaths for Mm -hmm. a minute because that's all I have time for. Or Mm -hmm. that's just like the way my morning is going and what sounds good. And I think just in total, kind of what you're talking about is like, you don't need to go from like zero to 100, whether you have Mm -hmm. a chronic illness or not. And I think people with chronic illness will hold themselves back sometimes because they're like, oh, well, I can't do that. It's like, Mm -hmm. but you can bring your lunch to work every day. You can take a five minute walk around the park. You can Mm -hmm. sit and meditate or if you don't want to, or breathe or journal for a minute, you can do Mm -hmm. that. You can Mm -hmm. say three things in your head that you're grateful for when you're on a stressful commute to work. There's, there are these little things that you can do. And I think because they don't bring that immediate reaction or, or immediate, like, 
what am I trying to say? Like it doesn't like gratification. Like yes. Gratification. Yeah. Exactly. So like people are like, Oh, well I'm not thin yet. Or I'm not, you know, I don't like healthy food yet. It's, it's really just like, I mean, it took me probably a month or so for me to realize how much that two minute meditation was changing the course of my thinking the rest of the day. And then I was like, holy crap, if two minutes can do that, I wonder what three minutes can do. And then it was yep. five minutes. And I'm still, I still rarely do meditation for more than 10 minutes. That's about my max currently. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that do meditations for an hour and like, that's, that's awesome. But like, yeah. and I think it's just this, like we were kind of talking about before this kind of like comparison game that we all have mm -hmm. as humans, but specifically people with chronic illness too, like comparing yourself to people that are in a different part of their journey than you, mm -hmm. or, you know, have worked on certain things, or maybe they don't have fatigue after working out, but you do, but they have, you know, issues in other areas. So I think mm -hmm. this like comparison game that we do is so detrimental to like getting anything done on your own. Absolutely. Um, yeah, especially nowadays when everyone is always on social media, you know, you, you, if you look at someone posts or even stories on Instagram, nobody's going to necessarily put a picture when they feel and look crappy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to like put the best picture you have out there. You're probably going to even edit it if you know how to do it. And then we compare ourselves to these people and you don't really know what the person actually going through and what is really their home story. So absolutely this like um, comparison game that everybody is doing right now. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely not helpful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely detrimental for sure. Like um, what are, so what are some things that you do on the daily that kind of keep you feeling good? Like what types of, I guess, like, do you like, what types of workouts do you like to do? I know mm -hmm. you said you like to meditate now and like, mm -hmm. what are some things that you really like to do every day? So I, I work at the gym as well. So I do workouts like around five times a week. Yeah. Uh, also depends. And I always listen to my body, even though I have a program, if there's a day that I just feel tired, I'm just going to cut my workout in half or just do a quick cardio depending how I feel. So yeah, so I definitely try to work out at least five days a week. I uh, practice like positive self-talk. So every morning I say some positive affirmations to myself, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is huge game changer yep. for me. Uh, I also, like I said, practice gratitude. So I spend three minutes in the morning and three minutes in the evening to just write in my gratitude journal. Um, and I try to meditate every day. Uh, I also love to cook. I love to cook mm -hmm. and I think I'm pretty good in it. So yeah. <laughs> So I, I also just bring always my food with me to work, but this is just something that I love doing. So it's yeah. easy for me actually. Yeah. To it's like it. extra fun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And you, you know, do I struggle with things? Of course. Do I ever get a perfect? Probably not. It's, yeah. you know, it's like a ongoing journey with like no finish line. And that's what I'm talking about. Just living with your balance, like mm -hmm. living a balanced life. I do as much as I can. But, you know, I go out with my friends. I, I have a drink with my husband. It's all about just living this life that you know you're taking care of yourself as much as you can. And you're also, you know, enjoying your life. Yes, balance, but in a way that is right for you. Your balance doesn't need to look like mine. Mine doesn't need exactly. to look like yours. Like every balance is different. And I, there's so many people that are like, balance doesn't exist. And it does. It just needs to, mm -hmm. you need to figure out what that is for you. And there's people... Mm -hmm 
that will love to help you with that. And I also think like, like you're saying, that's kind of like your perfect day. If everything went well, that would be what it would look like. And Mm -hmm. last week's episode, I actually talked about my morning routine. And I specifically said, this is like my perfect morning routine. If I could do every single thing and I felt great, but most days it isn't this like, Mm -hmm. you know, most days it's like quickly doing one or two of these things because I'm getting used to a new schedule or because, um, I have my period that day and I'm feeling super tired or something like that. And I think just remembering that when people on Instagram or anywhere are like, Oh, here's my morning routine. Just got done meditating. You might not know. Like, yeah, I just got done. I try to be as open as possible, but like, uh, like some people aren't. And it's like, I just got done meditating because I just had a panic attack or Mm -hmm. like, you know, or I just got done, um, working out because, I, I'm hoping that it'll help me with this like crazy headache I've had all week or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's like, it's just, it's never perfect. And it's something that I had to learn. Like I have always been like, I'm a perfectionist and it to, I think a point, a lot of people have perfectionist qualities and it just comes down to like being happy with what you can do where you're at right now. And tomorrow it might be different. But like, even for me, like looking back at a year ago, like I couldn't have even stepped through the doors of a gym. And now I'm like, Ooh, I think I'm ready to be able to do it again. And like, it's just crazy. Like that, that's just balance and you have to Mm -hmm. figure out what's right for you. Yeah. But that's huge. Like exactly what you just said, just realizing the small shifts that can serve you a little bit. Like what you said, Oh, I think I'm ready to actually, you know, maybe add more activity in my life. That's huge. Yeah. This is like a huge thing. And a lot of time people don't realize the small little shift in our like thinking on our mindset, which I think it's like one of the most important thing. And that's actually the small shift that's going to help us create the life lasting changes. Yes. Yes. I love that. So is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners of the podcast today? Um, no, I think that's it. Just, you know, if you're really trying to um, change uh, your routine a little bit and become a little bit, you know, work towards your health, just, you know, add one little thing at a time, try mm-hmm. to make it as simple as possible. Be kind to yourself, stay yes. positive and believe in yourself because you are worth it and we all deserve to be happy. Yes. So. I love that so much. So if people wanted to connect with you, what would be the best way they could do so? Um, I think as of right now, it's through Instagram. I'm very active there. Yeah. And, you know, I post like weekly IGTVs with different like videos and I post a whole bunch of hopefully inspirational stuff. So uh, yes, I would love to connect with all of you over there. Perfect. What What is your handle? I'll write it down too, but. Uh, it's uh, Dorota Soro. Yep. Dorota Soro. Perfect. Just in case anybody's just listening, but um, I'll also have it in the show notes and then Instagram and all those different places um, when this episode goes up. But thank you so much for being on today. I'm excited for this episode. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. (laughs) 